Hello, you're listening to The Raphael Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and today I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Shariel, who is protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael letter number 28, the Archangel is writing about the virtue of hope and how it is different from simply being positive. After the letter, we'll read through meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Click the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael letters to read the entire letter and follow along. Also, while things with my children's book series has been taking a bit longer than I'd hoped, I will be publishing it very soon. Finding a Familiar is a chapter book series about a little redhead girl who, through her empathetic powers, can talk to animals and heal people. It's for children's ages 7 to 10, uh, but I know full-grown adults who absolutely love the story, and I think it's my best work yet. And if you want to get a free digital copy, sign up for my newsletter list uh, by going to my website and sh- clicking the link in the show notes. Within the next few weeks, I'll be providing more information for those who want to read the entire story for free. Th- though this is only for a limited time, so be sure to sign up soon. Anyways, enough time with that. Without further ado, let us read Raphael Letter. 28. Hope. Most beloved Shariel, I am not surprised that Sarah has been particularly weighed down by the burdens of her new commitment in running a coffee shop. It is often a temptation for humans to try to carry such burdens on their own. But what is needed is true hope rather than relying on the power of their own wills, which will inevitably fail them. Many well-intentioned Christians forget the words of Christ, quote, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Matthew eleven, twenty-eight to thirty. Certainly, the divine King also commanded his disciples to, quote, take up your cross and follow me. Matthew sixteen, twenty-four to twenty-six. But what most Christians don't understand is that when Christians follow him by taking up their cross. When they trust him with their burdens, the very act of trust relieves their burden. Hope grows in the human heart when the person trusts in the goodness of God as a loving father. When a Christian takes their burdens and gives them to the father through Jesus, their soul becomes like dry wood ready to be kindled with But it takes more than positive thinking for the future for a Christian to truly hope. Many have tried to 
reinforce themselves using what is called, quote, positive thinking to believe that God will show up for them in a certain way. Then, when God doesn't help them in the exact way they expected, the person's soul is crushed by the weight of despair. But this is not hope, and anything less than real hope will inevitably end in despair. True hope begins with recognizing the goodness of all being. True hope recognizes first that God is in fact good. And second, that everything that God has created is good. I suspect you will wonder what the goodness of being has to do with hope. After all, hope is about what will be, not about what is currently. To understand this, you will need to understand how humans think. Humans look always to the past and project into the future what may be after creating an assessment of what has already been. It is like a builder who has already built a house from scratch. As he imagines the future home, he will imagine how he built the former home. If the builder was happy with the outcome of the first home, it will be easier for the builder to imagine a second home that will be equally enjoyable. However, if the first attempt was filled with failure after failure, leading to a building that was barely habitable, it will become more difficult for the builder to imagine that he can make a home that is habitable. This is why humans, in order to foster deep hope, must imagine their past. They must see the truth of being, that God has been present with them throughout their entire life. When they see this, they will also see the other truth about their life, that their past was indeed filled with good things. If humans can wrestle with God to reimagine their lives, they will develop hope knowing that if God was with them in that past, he will certainly be with them in the future and bring them good things. This process may become difficult for many reasons. First, they may have a personality that is naturally critical. And second, they may have experienced intense amounts of suffering. If Sarah is one of those people that are naturally critical of the world, then you must lead her to practice gratitude. The more she recognizes the beauty of the world around her, even if that beauty is a passing child laughing or a sunset glistening over the horizon, the more she will see that she can create beauty in her life. The more she sees acts of love in the world, 
the more she can imagine a future where she is choosing to love and be loved. Thus, gratitude becomes the doorway to hope. Sarah must set aside the time to contemplate the world and choose to be grateful for the goodness and beauty that is all around her. Silence will be her greatest aid in accomplishing this. Now, in the second scenario, if she has suffered much, and I know Sarah has suffered much, it may be difficult to believe that God is good and that the world is good. If this is the case, do the same as the former situation and lead her to see the goodness and beauty of her world. But you must do more. You must inspire her to open her heart fully to God. As with Job, she must tell him what she thinks and why she thinks. As with Jacob, she must wrestle with God. The enemy wants Sarah to just forget about it. He wants her to just move on with her life and tell God what she thinks God wants to hear. But God doesn't want to hear that she's happy when she isn't. He doesn't want to hear that life is wonderful when deep down she hates herself. He doesn't want to hear that he is good when Sarah doesn't believe that. When Job poured out his anger and pain to God, he was never told to stop his complaining. In fact, God affirms that Job remained righteous before him. And when Jacob wrestled with God, he didn't let go of him after Jacob's hip was pulled out of joint and the wrestling match was over. Jacob begged God to still bless him. In the same way, every believer, particularly those who have known much suffering, must struggle with God. They must hold on to him and not let go until they have been blessed. They must cry out to him as a child and ask him, Where are you? And then wait patiently for the answer. It may be that God will speak to her in that moment. Or it may be that she will have to struggle for still longer. But if she is persistent in trying to understand God's will, God will bless her with understanding, peace, and joy. The joy of knowing that God was working for her good the entire time. If Sarah endures, she will begin to see every beautiful or difficult moment in her life, and she will see that God had never left her. This is one of the most difficult lessons that Sarah will learn if she endures and comes to grapple with the existence of suffering. I will pray that she does, 
Suffering is complex and difficult to understand. So I will write to you soon about it to help you better understand why God has allowed it. And I will pray for your strength and light to guide her. Servant of his healing spirit, Raphael. I hope you enjoyed this letter titled Hope. In it, we learned about how to foster true hope in our souls. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on all around us. To help us enter more fully into these letters and the unique themes, I've composed the following meditation questions, which you can find in the show notes. While I encourage you to write down your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage in them, I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So if that is the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers. Perhaps say them out loud if you're alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week, that we might do what St. Paul encouraged us to do, pray without ceasing. Let's reflect on those questions. What is the spiritual reality that I'm now more aware of having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something specifically I could thank them for? What is a struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian angel, can you help me more with this, please? Please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this. After looking at this letter, what behaviors might I have to change? Or what sins do I need to repent of? What are some beautiful things in my life that I'm grateful for? Feel free to list a few of them. Are there any friendships that I'm grateful for? Are there any things that you are blessed to have? What are some ways that God has seemed to abandon me in my life? Were those evils the cause of my own choices? If so, why did, why, why God did you let me endure that for so long? If I really did nothing to deserve those evils, God, why did you allow them? Help me understand. Think of a particularly difficult memory where God seemed to abandon you. I know it is difficult, but try to imagine. 
God wants to meet you there. Picture the scene. Who is there? What are you feeling? What are you wearing? What happened to you? How did this make you feel? What does it make you conclude about God honestly? Now imagine Jesus is there with you, witnessing what happened. Look into his eyes. Do you see there? Do you see compassion? Tears, maybe? Where were you? Why'd you do nothing? Do you even care? Jesus, if you didn't want this to happen, help me understand it. Help me understand how you let it happen. Jesus, please help us to understand why certain evils are allowed in our lives. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, suffering Sometimes these burdens are, are too great, and we don't, I don't know how to deal with some of them, but I trust you and I know that, that you are working for my good. Help me to understand how you're doing that. untwist the lies of my heart and help me to see the goodness of the world around me and all the how you are working to bless me in so many ways let us pray O God who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us hear our supplication as we cry to you that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule, to guide.